and I surely would not be in this room today without the determined efforts of men and women who kept dreams alive, dreams of equal citizenship in the, the days when few would listen. People like Susan B. Anthony, Elizabeth Cady Stanton, and Harriet Tubman come to mind. I stand on the shoulders of those brave people. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Keep It Posy podcast. My name is Jasmine, and this is episode 14. So I wanted to start this episode spending a few minutes talking about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. The audio played at the start of this episode was from her Supreme Court confirmation hearing in 1993. I know there are some things she was in favor of that are controversial but i'm going to spend some time talking about the stuff she did that helped pave the way for many people because if i'm being honest i most likely would not be talking into this microphone right now if it wasn't for her i am not a lawyer i did not pursue a law career but she helped change the game for me when I was in college. I have friends who are dreamers. I have friends in the LGBTQ community. Justice Ginsburg fought for people she didn't know and for that I thank her. My life would be a lot different. She is a warrior in the eyes of many people which brings me to this week's discussion. My guests this week are two people I met a few years ago. Lisa and Stephanie are the fundraising and creative minds behind AM Chalk. AM Chalk is a tradition that started back in 2013. It all started with sidewalk art and Lisa and Stephanie have turned it into a fundraising effort benefiting the Dear Jack Foundation. A nonprofit that was started by Andrew McMahon, lead singer of Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness, Jack's Mannequin, and Something Corporate. The Dear Jack Foundation is dedicated to helping adolescents and young adults fight cancer. We talked about how AM Chalk was started, how they discovered Andrew's bands, a friend that we lost to cancer, staying positive, and so much more. Here's my conversation with Lisa and Stephanie on the Keep It Posy podcast. But yeah, anyways, how are you? Good, how are you? We're good. Good. I'm trying to get myself like comfortable. I'm like trying yeah. to, you know, just focus, I guess, like everybody else. <laughs> out of the year. Uh-huh. Oh, Lisa, how are you feeling? Because you had it, right? I had it, yeah. No, I feel fine now. I feel like sometimes my breathing still isn't 
a hundred percent. Like I'll still get winded on easier than normal, like more easily than normal, but not like before, not when I had it. Like I would like get winded walking to the bathroom. Oh man. <laughs> well, dude, well, I'm glad you're okay, man. Cause that Thank stuff's you. not, uh, man, it's crazy. <laughs> like that. We're still learning about it and all that. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, you guys are. Um, how far away from each other do you live? Um, I like a half hour by car. Oh, okay. On, on a good, maybe forty minutes. It depends on traffic, but it probably should only be between like a half hour, forty-five minute drive. Oh, okay. yeah. Exactly. That's but. cool. Um, so I have a lot to ask because I've okay. known both of you for a while. And I know that, or I believe you all became friends because of Andrew's music, right? <laughs> that so, is correct. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to remember how I met you guys, too. It was definitely when you had your, um, like, keep it posy, like, uh, the clothing oh, line. Yeah, the clothing line. Prevail, yeah. Yes, the music uh, is everything t-shirt, I think, was the first piece of merch from you that I still own. Oh, yay. So, the, the black tea, yeah. Was and that? And had posted, like, shared, like, selling, like, a post from you selling the shirt. And that's how I found out about, like, you and Rinse and Prevail was through Amy Lane. Like, on oh, Facebook, yeah. Share, shared something, because maybe she did photos for you. Yeah, she did. Yeah, okay, so that's where the story starts. Okay, yeah, now that... Sorry, dude, it's like... Because yeah, I remember... It's I re been a long time. Yeah. Feel like, even a lot long. I'm going to get real comfy here, so... Oh, yeah, it's all good. Um, Yeah, because I had just started the line a little over five years ago. It was, like, at the beginning of 2015, and I remember that. And then she added me... Amy added me to the Facebook group where you had posted that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. And, like, I was flattered because people were like, okay, like, what's this? I'm not sure how many times you guys have been out here since. And I'm also trying to remember the last time I saw you guys, too. I think I know when that was. I think it was the show at the Terragram. What was it called? That... that charity show that oh, yeah. I was putting together for the soiree for Le uh, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Yes. And then Lisa, you came out to a show, right? Yeah, I think I saw you. I came out. It, it was a zombies tour. I had one to like the LA show and one in San Diego. So I'm pretty sure I saw you at at least the LA show. Oh, yeah, that was for, yeah, for sure the LA show. Okay, cool. So now that we got that out of the way. Okay. <laughs> so you both have been doing a really awesome thing. And I feel like it's one of those things where I know Andrew appreciates all you guys do and as well as the foundation. But can you tell listeners what it is that, AM Chalk is all about. So long story short, I'll start at the very beginning and then Lisa could pick up. Um, AM Chalk started because I think it was around 2013 where we had started going to multiple shows per tour uh, because we had, you know, 
become really good friends and we had a lot of other close friends in the tri-state area so we would hit new york philly sometimes connecticut jersey we just hit like the basic area not just in new york and we would wait in line all day and one of the things that we decided to do was just get some sidewalk chalk and draw some lyrics and some images pertaining to his music um and i wanted a place to document all of that artwork and i would encourage fans across the country to do the same because we knew that other people waited in line all day too for shows so we were like hey this is a cool instagram where you guys can like send us your pictures of your chalk art and we'll post them for you um that is how it all began and it became this really cool you know amazing thing where uh we decided hey maybe we can just like have chalk events where we can raise money for dear jack foundation and so we kind of picked up all of our supplies and we headed over to washington square park in the city and started just chalking um different pieces just to get attention for like people to, who were walking by to see and maybe be curious about what we were doing we'd have buckets out for donations and after a while it was like okay um if you want to maybe draw with us donate a dollar or two or whatever it is you want um here's a pamphlet on the dear jack foundation and you can join us and it became this really cool um like ev events over the years where it, it grew and grew and people would see us talking and donate money and create their own art um in the same little plaza in the park right about right beneath the arch yeah it became a really cool thing we're sad that we haven't been able to do it this year with everything going on and i we miss it terribly but that's the the skeleton of what am chalk started as yay yeah so i don't think steph is giving herself enough credit here <laughs> um so there will be a bunch of us like at the park and we've sort of made a lot of friends through that um so mm -hmm. there's like a core group of us who are friends who are also like teammates now for the challenge um but steph will draw sort of like a really big piece that really tension sort of drawn to it to like what we're doing because people kind of hang out to see what she's putting together like me i'm like eh, i'm gonna write something i wish i had spell check with chalk because a lot of times i <laughs> mess up um but like this is she does like really draws attention over that's not to say what other people draw aren't sort of you know bringing attention to what we're doing but we have one friend emily who she doesn't necessarily like to chalk but she is like very bubbly and she's there like if you want to chalk with us, like a donation of any amount, you grab a piece of chalk um, and she'll kind of get people donating and sort of explain what Dear Jack is as well. So everybody has like a really important like role, I guess you could say when we're there. But it's yeah. really like the big piece that does that really like has people interested because they want to like, what is she drawing? Because it starts out and you really have sort of no idea what's going on. Yeah, I was going to say, Stephanie, you are so talented, and I, I just, how, on average, how long would you say a piece, like a chalk piece, takes you to do? It's a good question. Um, I'm going to average about two hours um, for me to finish one. And I usually have it planned out before, like I think about what I want it to be and, you know, all that. And I make sure I have 
all the right colors as Lisa tells, as Lisa can tell you, um, I use different like smaller chalk for the pieces. So we try to make sure that like other people don't take those, those yeah. pieces. But, um, but we usually bring like a whole bunch of chalk for other people to use. And so it could like become this like really cool party, but yes, two hours. I have it planned out before. Um, they're mostly related to Andrew's music. Mm-hmm. And if the image is not, I'll try to choose an image that I could at least match a lyric of his too. Um, so like one of the things I usually do if I want to get like people's attention to just like, Hey, like be curious about what we're doing and maybe partake in the donations and stuff is include some like very recognizable like thing, like the van, like Van Gogh, like a starry night type of sky in the image. Um, or just something that pops like off of the gray concrete. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. I, I really, I really miss it so much. I can't wait for the next time we can be out there, you know? And like Lisa said, we all bring such different personalities to these events. So like, I'm usually just like head in the ground drawing. Um, I never like realize that there's like people like watching. Um, And then like, we have like our friend Sarah and Nicole who like to chalk as well. And then like uh, Emily and Shauna are like very boisterous and they'll get a lot of donations and people's attention. Um, so it's a really cool mix of personalities that just kind of all have their place in what we do. Yeah, dude. It's just so crazy how a thing became a thing. Like you <laughs> had this idea and now there's a community behind it. Um, and that's the power of the internet. That's the posi power of the internet. So if you guys don't mind taking me back, how did you both meet? i feel like it's like a significant other like do you want to tell the story babe um, I, I i think it was 2011 we were at the central park show that um andrew was playing um still in jack's mannequin i believe it was like the guster jack's mannequin tour oh, okay um at Central Park, and little did I know, Lisa was there also. So she, I guess, maybe was like searching the socials and saw that I was there too, and friended me, and we we became like internet friends. And then we actually went to the people's people and things um, release party at wrong. the Angelica Theater in Soho. Right? That was like our you first got it official. Wrong. I got it wrong. You got it wrong. I was at that Central Park show, but I didn't find. It was at people and things that I was standing line behind. Right. So we didn't actually go to the people and things um, release party together, but we were both there and she and Lisa recognized me and was like, hey, weren't you there? And I said, yes. And I was with another friend, Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Um, who lives in California now. She's still on Long Island. Um, and so I was with her and Lisa was there and yeah she was like weren't you there and i said yep and the rest is history literally like lisa's you know my girl that's awesome (laughs) yeah and even further back how did each of you get into his music what band was it that got you into his music something corporate. corporate so i first discovered 
like something right i had actually it's to a newfound glory show for two of my that was back when like tickets were like 15 bucks a piece buy a ticket for yourself like no you guys like newfound glory i got you tickets so i ended up getting a ticket for my down friends and we got there a little late but something with the piano like you know i liked it but had opened as well and they were doing a deal like the cd is two for 10 bucks or something for leaving through the window and finches my friend matt that i had went with like burned me the cd and like, i fell in love with punk rock concepts i was like i love this song and of course like hurricane after that i just started sort of corporate and just yeah here we are like nearly 20 years later Oh wow! Years later, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. It's been a long time. That's <laughs> that's crazy, Stephanie. Mm -hmm. I was in high school, um, maybe a freshman or sophomore, and I was working through an AOL music suggested playlist based on the genre that I liked, <laughs> and um, and this band called Something Corporate was on the list, and the song actually that I first heard was Ruthless and you know I'm doing my own thing on the computer and I'm hearing Ruthless play and I'm like wow I kind of dig this guy's voice let me check out his other music um so I did and the next song I listened to was Kavanaugh Park and fell in love like that was it um and literally from then on out Andrew's been my guy favorite musician um I feel like I've grown up with him because I literally have I think I hit the point like recently where I've spent more of my life loving his music than I've been like not knowing him, if that makes any sense. So, um, yeah, it's been great. So like, it's, it's pretty cool to like start out as just like this fan, um, who like is obsessed with his music and become such an avid supporter of his foundation. You know, it's a, uh, it's like truly an honor that we get to, do this you know it's both enjoyable and meaningful and um yeah it's i'm really grateful for it yeah ruthless is such a jam dude oh my god yeah oh yeah dude i, I think was like, that who is this yeah i think that might be my favorite song off that album too but yeah so something corporate did you get a chance to see something corporate before they called it a day I don't know how many times, but yeah, I remember seeing, I remember one show specifically at Starland Ballroom because the crowd was insane and I had like tried to move to the front. Like, Steph, I know you're familiar with Starland, but um, Jasmine, it's like a pretty tiny venue, sort mm -hmm. of in the middle of nowhere in New Jersey. Um, but it's great. Like, I love going to shows there because it is small and there really is like no bad spot to stand in. But, you know, I'm like, I want to try to be up front. So I had, like, made my way through. I was literally, like, one behind the people at the barricade. I was literally just trying to put my arm on the barricade to stay upright because, I mean, these girls were going crazy. Like, I don't know, it must have been Hurricane or something that they were performing. <laughs> and it was, like, insane. I used to go to, like, a lot of corn shows or, like, hard rock shows. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I can handle a mosh pit. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, because when you're walking through a crowd of men, they're looking out for you because they're like, oh, there's a girl here. When yeah. Girls, they're like pulling each other's hair out. So I had my arm on the rail. This girl's like digging elbow into my arm. And I said to her, I'm like, I'm not trying to push you out of the way. I'm literally just trying not to get knocked over because yeah. it's easy. Like she was like, would not let up after the show was over. I found $10 on the floor and I like to think it was her $10 and it was karma coming back. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's um, awesome. Yeah. It was an insane show, but it was so much fun. But that was definitely one of the more memorable something corporate shows because I really, that may have been one of the first times I saw them after I had first them with newfound glory. And I was really sort of seeing like, damn, these guys are like can put on a show, you know? Because that first time, like, we got there when it was already going on. And I, you know, probably by the time we got inside and everything was over. But it was insane. But I saw them a lot at something corporate. Like, I would try to go whenever I could. If it was, like, in Jersey or in the Manhattan. That's sick. Super yeah. heartbreaking fact. I was going to say fun fact, but it's quite the opposite. But I had tickets to see something corporate when they were scheduled to play Warp Tour. I want to say it had to be 05 or maybe 04. Um, but that was the year Andrew got sick and they had to cancel that, those dates. Um, and I remember like reading the news on something corporate.com or whatever the website was like, Hey, frontman Andrew McMahon, you know, was diagnosed with leukemia. And I was like, what? I was heartbroken because I, it was such like a deep love for me already, like his music and being in high school and not liking high school and like the music was like my safe space. So hearing that was scary. Yeah. Um, and it was so upsetting that I was like, oh my God, I really want to see them live. Will I ever get to? And here we are now. So 80 something shows in or something like that. <laughs> yeah, dude. And it just 15 years last month. Mm -hmm. since yeah. something since uh everything in transit came out and since the, the transplant took yeah. place it, it's just one of those things we're, we're all happy that he's out there doing it like not just playing music but doing something to help out those that are going through what it is he went through and yeah dude it's 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 i mean i don't know it's a hard topic you know but just and then you both of you have been so awesome with helping out you know the dear jack foundation you know like seriously i i just i'm seeing you and other people doing the thing and i'm like yes you know because <laughs> we need it, it it's it, it's crazy like i um you know i always i'm going to support whatever you guys do and you guys know this and just seeing people come together for the same purpose, it's awesome seeing the community. Especially mm -hmm. right now, it's it's hard because we're not able to have in-person events, but people are getting creative with how they're raising money for it this year, the Dear Jack yeah. Challenge. Yeah. We're trying. We are. Yeah, actually, um, I'm going to plug a little future event coming up. I've been working with Jess Goff, who runs Love for Leukemia. So um, a bunch of people on her team we're friends with or have got to know this year that are, you know, really talented artists and such, like Amanda and Marlene, who are on uh, her team as well. I mean, we love everybody, but um, 
so I'm working together with Jess to put together this like kind of a play off this show. Um, it's like a celebrity questionnaire thing. So Poorman's going to be on there. Alex Perkins, Bobby, most likely, um, Matt, Chris, you know, Andrew's tour manager. So it's like a lot of like Andrew's like crew. So we're kind of doing like a roadie edition plus Bobby and me, hopefully Zach. Um, we know he's kind of doing his own like promo thing right now. Yeah. Um, so people can like donate to submit questions, anonymous questions, and it could be about anything. And we'll like ask the guys on the Zoom call. So it'll be like a Zoom thing. Um, so it should be like pretty hilarious to see like what random questions, like it could be dating advice, like anything, you know, like what would Mike Poorman have to say about this kind of thing? So we're in there still in the stages of setting it up. We just basically just, just confirmed like all those people pretty much. Um, oh, so sick. Forward to. So trying to think outside of the box because the past couple of years we've had Bobby do events for us for Shauna's like first, first event. Um, and this year, like, obviously we can't hold the first mm -hmm. birth event and she has, is doing like, you know, so we're not able to do like a virtual one or we're just not really trying to put it together. So it's fun to be doing this one. And then also a virtual yoga class with James Grant who we actually met at a chalk event. He was like, happened to be walking through Washington Square Park at one of our chalk events and was like, Jack's Manigan, like, I know that band. And like, started following us on Instagram and like, had messaged us because he was working on something. So we had met up with him for like coffee one day. And um, we've just been friends with him and he's like, helped us out and done, he, uh, is an actor and a musician. So he's helped us out as well with fundraising events and things like that. So it's crazy what to think about. Like we literally met him because we were talking in the park one night. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. You guys are doing awesome stuff with, with AM Chalk and Stephanie, you also do like, you're also doing stuff as far as illustrations and all that to just keep people's spirits up and, have you been doing stuff to also help raise money for the foundation with that? Yes. Small things um, that are possible to do this year. Um, it's been a hell of a year, but stickers are something I do. Stickers and prints. So I recently um, designed two stickers, one uh, for swim and one for just like general wilderness vibes. Uh, that's literally what it said. Um, they're circular stickers. They're about like four inches. So they're a cool size. Um, and I, oh yeah, Lisa will show you. Um, and I sold those, um, and donated like uh, the majority of proceeds to Dear Jack. So that's the wilderness vibes one. Yeah. Okay. And then that's the swim one. So, um, that, and I've also just been doing a lot of more art that, um, I make into prints and I think what I'm going to do with my latest print is tell people donate at least 25 bucks and I will mail you a print. And so if people want that specific piece of art, um, they have the chance to get it and Dear Jack makes more money. So win-win. Um, 
you know, I cover all the costs with stuff like that. I feel like it's like part of my donations as well. Um, so I get to do something I truly love, something that's therapeutic for me while also helping out Dear Jack, which is the ultimate goal. That's the latest design. So it's like Andrew's face with sort of like a wave. And it says, get on my wave. Um, yeah. Yeah, I did see that. That turned out awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Um, I'm really happy to see that you guys are still finding ways to be creative and raising money for Dear Jack. AM Chalk was formed in 2013? Yes. And what places have you traveled to to see Andrew play? You go first, Well, Lisa's got me beat by a landslide, but um, besides the tri-state area of New York, Jersey, Connecticut, and PA, I've seen Andrew in California and Chicago, and I think that's it. It, feel, it feels like so much more because I've been to so many shows, but I think that's the only places I've seen him. The tri-state area and Chicago and kind of all over California. Right? Yeah. And you saw him in Boston. Boston. Yeah. So like the East Coast area where we are, New York. And then I was at the 2015, right? Posters right there. 26th annual Dear Jack Benefit, where he did transit from front to back acoustic. And that was like amazing. Met a lot of friends there. Um, and I've seen him in California a bunch. I think my favorite California show was when he played on the Santa Monica Pier. James Bay performed. That was just such a cool show. So, yeah. Lisa? Oh, and Maryland, Baltimore. When oh, I okay. Drove, when I am tracked down, and then <laughs> it was a wild night, but yeah, Baltimore too. Yeah, I was just talking about that show too. We are on the balcony, so we had like a bird's eye view of stage so we could see like right over J Mac and the drum kit because like he always gets lost back there you know he gets lost learnness back there <laughs> yeah that live stream that they did for the the drive-in show or the drive-through show I'm like where is he <laughs> I know <laughs> you could see everybody on stage and it was like wait hello yeah. wait, where is Here's he questions but just where is it coming from that's funny. Like, Wait, playing? and you guys went to the show, right? That he did it. Was it Jersey, I think? Yep. Yeah, Jersey. How was that? It was fun. It was, it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> fun. I mean, I, you're with your friends. You're hearing your favorite album. It's going to be fun no matter what. Like, it's what you made it. It was really interesting to be, you know, we're used to being like, in a crowd like up front now it was a lot of fun we were like on top of my car just like dancing around the car because as long as you stayed like within your little confines mm -hmm. you were good um and so it was nice my body didn't hurt the next day which it usually does um but it was nice it was perfect weather the sunset behind us was gorgeous it just like added to the feels you know um and uh yeah a memorable show very different so yeah 
every year we have groups of people that sign up for the Dear Jack Challenge. And like I said earlier, it's awesome seeing everybody coming together for the cause. Uh, and I don't know about how you might feel about this, but I feel that Andrew fans are different in that it's not just his music, but I feel like it. his story is so personal to us because I know you've all been affected by I've been affected by it. We've all been in different ways. And I feel like that's what makes it extra special. Because you'll go see other bands and, and it'll be like, yeah, dude, that was so sick, man. But like, we are here and I feel like his fans, regardless of how old they are, they could be high school kids, college kids, whatever, People still line up hours before the show because they engage with each other and because they want to just get to know each other better. And then there's people that fly out to other states to see him um, play with his band. And then it's also the show happens. We sing our hearts out. But then it's also the unity of the fans after the show and for anybody else who wants to stick around and chat with him and his band. And, I mean, I see you guys being part of that group, and I think it's awesome. And, you know, we have our mutual friends that were just like, yeah, like, I know that no matter what, like, I'm going to go to a show of his, and it's going to be the same people and the same awesomeness. So I don't know if you guys feel that, but I feel that with his his band specifically. So, yeah. I think there's there's two elements that make that so true. One is that he's getting what he's giving. So Andrew's the type of artist who gives so much of his of himself, of his true self through his music, through his art, um, to his fans, right? So I don't know any other artist who will come out after a show and literally greet and have a conversation with every single person who's in that line. Um, it could be like two hours after the show ends and that's just him being completely selfless. And sometimes I have to think like, wouldn't you rather just, you know, whatever it is you have to do, like even now that, you know, Cecilia is here, like there's just so much else in his life, but he still makes it a priority to make sure he does that. So in that, the fans are also going to appreciate that and just keep on giving. And it's just like this, to this, two-way street, one-way street, whatever you call it. Um, this reciprocal relationship, mm -hmm. basically. The other element is that Jack's mannequin and on, obviously, his music has a certain hopeful quality to it, right? So mm -hmm. it does attract a certain type of person um, if, if you allow yourself to like really listen and go deep with it. So you are going to attract those positive, optimistic, hopeful people who have really good hearts, you know? Um, and I think that's why the community is so beautiful is because not only do we have the same values and the same interests, but we also admire and love this artist who has been through shit, who sometimes we can relate to. And there's just like this empathetic uh, connection there that makes yeah. it feel like it's way more personal than just loving a musician like, you know, normal, like normally. So. Yeah. 
I think a lot of it is to um, a lot of his fans are like long time fans and people who may have only just discovered him like through the wilderness, like from C the Cecilia song being getting so big because he makes himself available in such a way. So whether it's waiting afterwards or sorry, there's like motorcycle riders. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> so I don't know if you can hear it on your end, but like, you know, between hanging, you know, waiting outside after or doing like the VIP, it's more than he's just a musician of our favorite band, like the lead singer of your favorite band. It's like he remembers so many people, mm -hmm. um, especially us annoying ones that go to a lot of shows. <laughs> <laughs> the stragglers. Like I know I already met you, but I'm still gonna pay for the VIP and grief because I still need. To <laughs> um, but it's like, can you sign this for me so I can auction it off later on? Thanks, Andrew. I remember having this conversation with Mikey outside of Irving Plaza. I don't remember what tour it was. How like he always like we always just wanted to wait outside, like we fans in general, just to see Andrew. And not necessarily to see him and like the rest of the band, you know. I'm like, no, you feel like you just went to this awesome party and they're the host, and it would be rude to leave the party without saying thank you and goodbye to the host. So That's I think a beautiful way of putting it. Yeah. Like, and now so many people in the community are friends during the show, you're not going to be rude and talk during the show. So then you're hanging out afterwards and like, and people travel for the show. So it's like, all right, well, where are we going after? What are we doing? So it's like, yeah, turns into something so much bigger than just the band and the music, but because mm -hmm. of the band and the music, all these people are brought together. So, mm -hmm. like, because for me, like, I've gone over to go see Andrew, and it's like, yeah, it is to go see him in the band, but because I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna go, and you know, here, like, when Chris Carrier played drums for him in Indiana. I flew out there and I met up with three friends and then we drove to and we actually pulled for Dear Jack and raised money for the show. But because of the community created by Andrew and even now Dear Jack with what they're doing, you're going to see like your family in a way. Like, so it's just gotten to be a much bigger than just the music itself. Really yeah. And, um, no, it's all good. And I, um, since you mentioned him, I did not have the opportunity to meet Chris. Did you guys have a chance to and get to know him? So when I flew to Indiana to see him play drums during holiday from real, um, and it was the tour where Andrew opened for Weezer and Panic at the Disco. I was in, like, this downtown area for a couple of hours until I met up with Beth. And Chris happened to be in the same area. And we had been friends, like, texting, Snapchatting, you know, like, talking um, a while before that show. So he's like, wait, are you in this area? I can't remember. I was like, yeah. So we met up at Starbucks before the show, out for a little bit. We met up at the show and hung out for a little bit. Yeah, I, um, when I found out about him, you know, passing away, I, uh, I don't even know where I was. I know I wasn't home. I know that for sure, but 
Amy, she sends me a text. And I'm like, dude, what? Like, and I knew that he had relapse, but that was just, you know, he's just another reason why we're all in this fight still, you know? And who knows? I don't even, yeah, man. Um, yeah. It's just it's also just a reminder that like as we go through this year and all the horrible things that are happening because of the virus that there's still people solely just suffering from cancer that you know covid's not even a thing in their world but they're also suffering terribly because of their own you know illness um and that's one of the things I like to hammer home when I talk about the Dear Jack Foundation is that these people may have been sick since last year or for years and they're still struggling and you know this is why we do this you know and because of covid they're feeling more isolated because they are immunized and if yeah. you know visiting guidelines hospitals and things like that so it's like on top of going through you know treatment and whatever else or even if they're maybe at home and they can't just go out like normal and even though like nobody can really go out like normal we can still go out with our face mask on where somebody who is going through treatment is not going to be able to just go to the grocery store without putting themselves at like a huge risk you know yeah. so it's like they are in that isolation more so than anybody else yeah, like their support system may have just crumbled when this virus started. Yeah, and that, that's why um, it, we just got to take it seriously. I mean, that's all I, that's, that's what I'm going to say about it. It's just, yeah, dude, it's crazy. And, but again, you guys, everybody in, in this community, like everybody is doing such great work and i know that andrew appreciates all of that and i know that the dear jack foundation and the team there you know we're all in it together so i applaud all the efforts and everything both of you have done because it's just it just takes one person to just like start something and get other people to join them in on it so i applaud you both for that thank you Thank you. Yeah, man, it's not easy. And I, I knew I wanted to have you both on at some point um, because I feel like it's an important thing to talk about. And, and you know, I'm like, well, I want to be able to give people that platform if I'm able to. So um, mm -hmm. thank you guys for coming on. Is there anything else you would like to tell the people? Donate to Dear Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Donate. Um, you know, if people aren't already following Dear Jack, you know, on social media, as they should. Because mm -hmm. you don't have to be an Andrew fan in order to support the foundation. They do a lot of things that are amazing sort of outside of the Andrew scope. Like, they just had a um, virtual event where it was like, people getting together to write cards like their letters of love for the lifeless warriors. Mm -hmm. um, so just like they had a PowerPoint basically telling more about each warrior so you could fill out cards, maybe a little bit more personalized. So something that people can do to support 
the lifeless warriors without, you know, having to put out money because, you know, people are unemployed and furloughed during the pandemic and may yeah. not be able to support in such a way. But, you know, all you need is some scrap paper, essentially, and some creativity or just some fun emoji stickers, which I don't think I have sitting up. <laughs> yeah, I, I have these that I put That's all over them. <laughs> That's um, awesome. To support in that way that, again, isn't like such an Andrew-centric thing. So I think that's like one of like the sort of biggest opportunities in the way is trying to get the word out about Dear Jack that goes way beyond just the Andrew fandom and the people who already know about Dear Jack. And of course, follow our Instagram if you are an Andrew fan <laughs> and bid on some of our stuff. <laughs> And what I also sure. love to, to remind people um, is that sometimes when you donate to a charity, you're not really sure where the money is going. Is it going to research for the disease? Is it going to what services for people? I love to remind people that the money that is donated to Dear Jack goes directly to the patients and their families, whether it's um, satisfying the patient's life lists, which are things that they wish for and need. Um, whether it's like the Breathe Now retreats where it's programs and retreats for the patients and their significant others or their families. Um, so it's going to the people while they're suffering and when they need it. And I think that's really important for people to know because I think it just is a, a, a little more of a push because if you've ever loved someone who suffered from cancer, you know that you just need those things in the moment. You need that support in the moment. You need help in the moment. Um, and it's just really important to know that. So I love what the Dear Jack Foundation does. And to kind of piggy off, piggyback off of that is like, always look at what the wishes are for the lifeless warriors. Because it may be something that you or you know somebody who could help out with. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I know more recently one of the life listers had asked for their horse. And our friend Chantel um, rides horses and owns a horse. So I was like, Chantel, did you see this new life list? Like their wish. She was like, I'm on it. I've messaged, you know, whoever. And our friend Sarah help, was able to help out with the Broadway tickets to a show. So, again, there's always other ways that you may be able to support without having to actually take money out of your pocket if that's something, something you could do. So always, like, look to see what the wishes are and if you can help out. Because you never know. I think the latest warrior that they posted was looking for white Nike shoes and paint because she wanted to paint her own, like, make her own costumes. Uh-huh. Um, and Dear Jack has, like, I think it's five. There's, like, four or five of them on the team. Like, that's it. That's who they have on their payrolls, like, five people. So you know that money is going to the Warriors, like Steph said. Yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. And they, dude, again, everything everyone does counts. Even if it's just one person donating 10 bucks imagine how many other people are donating and it, it, it adds up in the end yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah dudes i got nothing else to ask well actually i guess i'll i'll end it with this question uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> let's hear it 
um, individually and as AM chalk, what helps you stay posy? Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta email us these That's questions before I <laughs> Um I feel like I would have a different answer if it was last year, to be honest. For me personally, um this year has given me perspective that I never asked for, but also perspective that helps, right? So life is could be short, life could be unpredictable. Um, and you know, when, when you go through something like I lost my mom in January, my dog died in May, coronavirus is a thing and there's so much civil unrest and it's a lot to take in, in one year, let alone in a lifetime. Um, so one thing that helps me is looking for the light, right? So there's so much negativity in the world. Um, but if you choose to look for the good, um, you will definitely find it because I believe that there's more good people in the world than not. And the Andrew fan base is such proof of that, right? It's just like this really um, like specific group of positive people. And I think that's why we all stick around. Um, so having perspective and taking a step back and thinking, you know, um, that life is short and I'm going to look for the good, look for the light. That helps me. Yeah. You put out, you get what you give sort of thing. So if you want, if you expect others to be nice, and not even others, but it's like, okay, so I'll use this as an example. So I had COVID as we talked about a little bit earlier, like I had it back in March and a lot of people were like, you know, how are you feeling, you know, asking, and it's like, the one thing that sort of kept me going through it was knowing that after I was like, in like recovered in two weeks after I was going to be able to donate asthma that could help somebody who had such a much worse case of COVID that was in the hospital or something. So that's sort of like what kept me going through it. It's tough, like, it's tough, like, when you're home anyway all the time and you're used to kind of going out, and I had a trip to California planned. We were going to go see Andrew at the Greek Theater that we had to, like, cancel, and it's like, yeah, you can, like, really sort of be mad at the world that these things are happening, but, like, what can I do with what's going on and turn it into a positive? Mm -hmm. And I think that also speaks to sort of what Andrew did with his experience with leukemia. He could just be somebody who sort of recognized all or whatever but he took that he founded dear jack and now they've taken dear jack into something that's helping so many other people so i think it's like what can this negative going on turn into positive how can you keep posy mm -hmm. dude yeah i mean it's yeah no i agree 100 percent look it's been hard this year for different reasons for for everyone, but like I've said, I recently I'm like, all right, dude, you know, you know what has been happening. What what are you going to do about it to help make things better, and not just complain about it? Um, and you're right. Like sometimes it's just up to you. You just got to take a step back and be like, okay, this is going good. 
this not so good. Let's focus on what needs your attention right now to help make it better. Yeah. And it's, um, I think that's like the fundraising. Sorry, I was going to say, like with the fundraising and through AM we get to see the impact of the money that is raised, like not even from ourselves, but from like other fans and other teams, you know, like, the impact that those dollars are making on the Warriors when they, you know, when Dear Jack is updating us on, like, Warriors that they've been able to even add into their program because they have the funding for that. So, Mm -hmm. it's like, you get to see that positive action that's happening because of something you're doing. Yeah, no, exactly. It's, It's a ripple. You know, you get you get inspired by that. It's funny because, you know, I, I've like the couple of people that have been on the podcast. After I talk to them, I'm like, dude, that was such a cool conversation. Like it amps, so it's amped me up, you know. And right now, I'm feeling inspired because I'm like, yeah, dude, like we gotta keep going forward. It's hard sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. It's been hard this year, but. So sometimes all it takes is also talking to a friend that you haven't talked to in a minute and just be like, dude, how are you doing? How can mm-hmm. I help you if you're not, if you're not doing good? And it's just, yeah, dude, it's really all that it is. It, and it, like I said, it's, it's really cool to see everyone doing something still to help out the Dear Jack Foundation, despite the situation that we have found ourselves in this year. And for some people, like financially, it, they're like, oh, I don't know if I could contribute, but here's what I can do in other ways. Yeah. So I applaud you both for, again, doing, doing the thing and, and going forward because it, it's important. And, and yeah, seriously, I, I, dude, I don't have anything else to say, man. <laughs> you guys keep it posy all day, every day, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> Just, We're trying. <laughs> dude, I know it's hard, but you know, you guys are doing a good job. And we Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. I don't know if there's anything else you want to plug in. Nope. If anybody is an Andrew fan and they have any extra posters, t shirts, want to donate to auction, it's another way people um, contribute without having to like, donate money because they have items you know they're just clearing things out pretty much all those things we post are people who want to help out in a way that don't necessarily have extra cash to donate so hit me up so that was my conversation with lisa and stephanie The fundraising event that they talked about earlier in the episode is coming up this Sunday, September 27th. You can head over to their Instagram to learn more about how you can get involved. The handle is at am underscore chalk. Thank you again to Lisa and Stephanie for coming on the podcast. Please go support them. And please, if you don't know the Dear Jack Foundation, I urge you to check it out. DearJackFoundation.org 
for more info. As always, you can hit me up via email or social media. Keepitposy.com for all the contact info. I'm going to end this episode with a quote by Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Fight for the things that you care about, but do it in a way that will lead others to join you. Thank you all again. Stay posy always. And remember, life is like a mosh pit. If you see someone fall, you gotta help that person get back up. <laughs>